Hello and welcome to the Denver Diatribe, a weekly podcast of news, culture, and stuff as it pertains to Denver, Colorado, the most pop culture-loving city between Bailey and Bennett. I'm Ron Doyle. Joining me today at the Five Points Media Center are Vanessa Martinez. Good morning, Vanessa. Oh, we don't have your mic. Good morning, Joel. Good morning. Joel Warner. And special guest, John Reedy, host of the South Stands Denver Fan Cast and the new Pop Autopsy. Good morning, John. Good morning. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's amazing what a real studio looks like. Isn't it neat? It's fantastic. Yeah. It's it's not quite the concrete bunker. <sighs> yeah. I'm sorry we don't have any malt liquor for you this morning. Uh, well, it's it's cool. It's nice. There's not a, a, a dispensary wafting over the wall. <laughs> so it's, it's fantastic. I like it. Yeah. And and as usual, we have our man behind the glass, Mr. Julian Mondragon. Good morning, Julian. Good morning to you all. And uh, this week, Pop Fly Edition. We're talking Rocky's Ridiculousness, summer movies, and pop culture in the age of the hipster. Uh, but first, newsy bits. Uh, economists at UC Denver, Montana State, and the University of Oregon have found no increase in teen marijuana use due to legal pot shops. So, speaking of which, speaking of which, yeah. right? It, I, I was like, ah, I want to use a segue. Well, <laughs> you know, I this whole thing is fascinating because I thought about this. A friend of mine, uh, he said in high school he never drank alcohol, and I said, well, why? And he said, well, because I could get LSD easily, and I was so shocked by that. And I thought, oh, you could get LSD, but you couldn't get Coors Light. Okay, so that means. That means that stuff's readily available. So I'm not surprised by that. That's not a... You know, I when I was a high school teacher, I had lots of kids that would try and rile me up by saying, dude, they should just legalize it. I said, yes, yes, they should. Because if they, it was legal, you wouldn't be able to get it because you'd have to ha- show an ID and prove that you're over 21 to get it. And I think that's what's going on. I mean, maybe. I mean, do you really think this is legit? What, the study? The study, yeah. And the study is done... It in Denver and in Oregon. Yeah, no, I think I think it's pretty legit. I think it, you know it's and Montana. published in a peer-reviewed journal. I wouldn't question that. I think I think there has to be some more research on it. I mean, just I mean, to me, the stats somewhat funny. I mean, especially back to that. There's also some weird correlation between also a slight drop in cocaine use. Well, sure, in yeah. states that have medical marijuana laws and i mean it's just intriguing stuff i think it's these are the type of stats that someone has to dig into a little bit deeper um just like i didn't believe the cops when they said that dispensaries were going to shoot up uh teen use of marijuana like sky high i don't know if i necessarily believe that the pot shops are going to decrease teen marijuana they're not going to decrease it anyway i mean because the thing is i think i think most people would readily agree even though we have this booming medical marijuana business here in the state, it's still a tiny fraction of the marijuana black market. You know, you think so? You really statewide. think so? Oh, sure. I'd, be, I'd yeah. be interested to know what percentage of the the legal marijuana. Now, are we talking legal 
legal marijuana being sold to people that shouldn't have it, uh, that don't have legit uh, IDs? Well, the people that I know that are still big-time smokers, they I, I say, hey, why don't you get a card? And he said, well, why? Because now people come and deliver it to me. The the guys who now sell it illegally now have to hustle even that much harder. Ah, so Interesting. Yeah, prices are going down. Prices mm-hmm. are right? going down. Oh, yeah. oh, it's a hard time for the marijuana sales. <laughs> the mom-and-pop the marijuana market. dealers. The mom-and-pop black <laughs> market shop. Just got to... Yeah, my heart goes out to him. All right. The Pulse Music Festival, the futuristic multimedia music fest at Pepsi Center that was supposed to feature LL Cool J, Common, DJ Z Trip, uh, it was canceled uh, 11 days before it was scheduled to happen. Did did anyone, did any of you know about this festival? This is the first no. time hearing about it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly! Way to reinforce uh, the spacey raver stereotypes with uh, just... Dropping the ball completely, and getting their own <laughs> right? festival out. Exactly. I think it sounds weird anyway. Like, what are you trying to do? Like, you're not going to be an electronic Daisy Festival. It's not Burning Man. Like, it's trying to bring it at, at the Pepsi Center. No, less. at the Pepsi I don't think, Center, right? Uh, beyond that, they. I mean, these people clearly can't get their shit together. It was canceled. It wasn't even canceled on the homepage of their website. Well, it's interesting because I saw the one thing I saw was a light rail train. A single car on a light rail train was branded with Pulse Music Festival. And I saw this the day before I, I got the little announcement through Hey Reverb saying it had been canceled. And I was like, Great timing. Yeah, it was perfect. I was like, Oh, I've I've now realized this exists. And really I think that's what happened. They just didn't they didn't start promoting it early enough for a one time music festival and they weren't getting the ticket sales. I think the venue, you're right though, the venue is the problem because that's you know, you're expecting to go see basketball and lacrosse and monster trucks, not right. hip music and multimedia. Well and it, you know, you could if they combined them. If we combined like <laughs> lacrosse, <laughs> raver music and like monster trucks, Ooh. that would sell out. Sell out uh, immediately. Now nah, nah, you're talking. Uh. <laughs> now now the good news is that their website is still up and running. So so anytime you want to, you can go to the website and have this insane stupid music blast out of your speakers and see like nineteen ninety nine like era like <laughs> clip art animations that are going on there it's pretty awesome thanks oh. for keeping that website up okay all right <laughs> uh i wanted to talk about uh the libertarian presidential candidate uh gary johnson who's he's he was the former governor of new mexico when i was there and i just wanted to talk about how he's a crazy nut job uh but we're gonna skip oh he is <laughs> and i know because he was my governor god damn it this guy this is what Gary Johnson did when he was president when when he was president when he was governor of New Mexico. He spent 2 years of his term training for a across the New Mexico marathon. He did a run. And so the one time I met him in person was in Boulder. He was at the CU Rec Center training for this cross-country run. That is all he did for the entire time. Granted, he's a libertarian, so he's not supposed to do a lot as uh, when he's in office. But uh, the most other people... Most libertarians I- just sit around talking about fucking Ayn Rand or whatnot. He's actually... Running when he's not doing anything. Yeah, you got to so. stick to what's important. Yeah, right. <laughs> come on. I guess so. Are you, I think you, you, there's and there's a lot of people who uh, I think would disagree with you. Obviously, he won a second term. People liked him. I think he's a really interesting guy, and I think we need to hear more about him. I, I don't disagree that he isn't a little bit eccentric. Obviously, if you read the Outside Magazine feature on him, which is 
really very good. Um, he, at the end of it, he's he asks the writer to get into the hot tub with him, and the, he t- the writer turns around and Johnson's naked. <laughs> And it's just, oh, you yeah. know, that's it's like libertarian, baby, all the way. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I think in the the thing I read, uh, it said he's he's farther right than the... He's further right than Romney and further left than Obama. And that's, if if they're not, if, you know, if you're there, that's great. You either be in the middle or be on either, either both sides of it. Why yeah, not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, if, if there is a bell curve in the world of politics, he is definitely on both opposite extreme ends. I, I so, would agree. With that. I That's just not want to read you possible, one thing. Oh, okay. You're not going to let it go. All right, let's I'm talk, not, Gary. I'm not, because, All right, come on, Gary. Okay. Lower. He lowered taxes 14 times, built a one billion dollar budget surplus, and departed the governor's mansion with a favorability rating near 60. percent Can you please read the part about his ex- penis in the hot tub? Actually, <laughs> I'd much rather hear that. <laughs> With, with, the, with the exception of the fact that he tried to decriminalize all drugs in New Mexico, and that's really what got him out of office. I mean that that that's how that's how he was that's how he left his legacy for the state. That's how people remember him. Can he run here? Sure, I but like that him. was also during the time when you had like Barry McCaffrey as as the drugs are. This was like drug war, like yeah. mayhem going on. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, anyway, I mean, it's all kind of redundant because he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a. There's no chance of hell even getting 15%, so no, he won't no, be in the not, debates. No. Not at all. He so won't be in the just, debates. I mean, he was interviewed by Westward. I mean, come on. He's not He's not a national candidate here. It's not going to happen. I, I, it's, he he's, finally he's got John Stewart's candidate. attention. He did. Yeah, John Stewart has has uh, had him on, and then also uh, Stephen Colbert has talked about him, I believe. I don't think he's actually had him on the I show. I think we need to have him on the diatribe. I agree. I think we, and I think we, I think we can probably get him. I think we can call him right now. He'll show up in the next like, five, ten minutes. And show hey, guys. Anyone <laughs> got a hot tub for me to get in? <laughs> 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 Sorry. All right. All right. Uh, there is a hot tub here, right? He there, can, oh, there's a hot tub. Okay. It's under the table. We'll right. take the station to the hot tub before we uh, do. 802.05, uh, the... Uh, the Zip code of five points in Whittier and some of these uh, north uh, north of city. Which we're in right now. Are we in eight oh two oh five? Represent. Represent is now the eleventh fastest gentrifying zip code in America, and uh, five points is now a white neighborhood. Ooh. Did you know this? I didn't know that. In, spot in, time. In uh, in <laughs> two thousand, uh, it was uh, eight oh two oh five was about twenty six percent. White and it is now fifty three percent white. It has just pushed over the mark in two thousand ten. So we are now in a white neighborhood, and I didn't realize it. Did you feel safer when you biked <laughs> in today? No. I know you did. No, I don't I, want to say it. I actually feel less comfortable feel around safe? white people. So, yeah, you worried uh, they're gonna take more taxes from you. When I when I go to visit you in the Highlands, that's when I feel <laughs> nervous because there's all these like this is so wealthy. All and these like, like they're you know, gonna know I'm a. F- I'm a fraud. This uh, this whole dinks. stretch has has always been fascinating to me. I mean, you know, years and years ago, just coming through here, all the the old cool buildings. Like, uh, is the Rossonian still down? Is that still down the street, or is that what it was called? It's What's the Rossonian? one. On the, it's one of the one on the corner down here. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's still there. Not that, uh, that's but just the, a fantastic the sign is still up. Is it? Yeah. yeah. So I always had a fantasy about you know uh, opening a bar there, and I thought that's great, and I thought well that'll never happen, but apparently you know it's it's changing. So yeah, it is changing. The, it's it's a uh, it's surprising to me. I was surprised by such the huge leap in the stats between 2000 and now. It's I mean, was it, really is, it is it due to certain like higher end developments that have popped into the zip code in the past couple of years? I don't understand how it could have like it went up what what like 25, 30 percent. 
it, it went from okay. Let's let's look the at the stat here. It went from twenty nine point two percent white in uh, in two thousand up to fifty six point two percent. So I think there has. To, I mean, I want to know the boundaries of that because like like does it does it jump into certain parts of downtown where there was a big development, right. a big apartment building went up. It just seems like uh-huh. that's like a big jump. And it doesn't necessarily feel around here like it's like, it doesn't feel like the Highlands yet, which is a good thing. It doesn't feel like that. Ah, no yeah. wonder no. we got sure. kicked out of Juneteenth for playing Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here! Did you shut up? It's Are happening. you serious? It's happening. They, yeah. Turn off that hippity hop music! No, and I, I, I think you're right though. Maybe a huge condo went up and so many white people got crammed in there <laughs> It just <laughs> it just shot it shot the yeah. stats up. Well, and that could like, very like, well be the like case. The Hong Kong of white of people. There's just one sky rise. All these women are grabbing. Get in there! Get in there! Leroy and Larry and Jessica. Oh, I God. think density Chad. is definitely Chad. a thing to yeah, look Chad's at. Yeah, there. it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of problems. I think with these numbers, the ones that you sent us, and if you read the comments of this. Uh, of the of the post that it originally appeared, you'll uh-huh. see yes. uh, lots of criticisms of how this person, you know, is reading these numbers. Um, and also, is it is it fair to look at zip codes this way? Because zip codes can span so much space. Really, in census numbers, one woman said track. Um, tracking track numbers, which I'm not right, sure exactly right, what right, that right. is, uh, is a much better way to look at demographic shifts. Like okay, this. well, congratulations, ladies and gentlemen. You just heard it here first. <laughs> it is no longer a white neighborhood; <laughs> it's a black neighborhood again. And welcome wow, back. that quick! It was wow. that, that was great. That was pretty <laughs> fantastic. Where you thank are. you, thank you for that information, Vanessa. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, Do you feel safer now, Ron? <laughs> <laughs> now I feel safer <laughs> among. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to stop right there because I will say something wrong about trying to sell white bitches in California because that's how I roll. (laughs) Mayor Hancock's right hand gets cut off in allegations of serious misconduct. Uh, Wayne McDonald, who was recent, uh, who was hired as the mayor's $85,000 a year personal aide, uh, who also happened to be a very close personal friend of the mayor's, uh, has just been fired. And he's been fired uh, on allegations of uh, saying something really bad to a female uh, Denver police officer. This is shocking news. I'm I'm shocked by this. Shocked, right? I'm shocked. Totally shocked. I'm shocked that this could go bad somehow. That how how you, the mayor hi, would hire his uh, his buddy, who's really just a he's a sports coach. That's that's his profession previous to being a personal aide to the mayor. Uh, gets hired into a position, gets paid eighty five thousand dollars a year, and then gets in trouble. I never would have suspected. It's that. interesting hmm. that the same position got paid about half that. Yeah, forty five thousand dollars a year under Hickenlooper, correct? But but that guy wasn't a sports coach. He was not a sports coach before. That increases your value. Yeah. Oh right. yeah, that makes sure. you more valuable. Yeah, because you're guys not a You can make him do coach. wind sprints and stuff <laughs> and, yell. and yell at people because <laughs> you understand. There's you get a whistle. <laughs> you understand how to how team dynamics work. Yes. You're valuable to the team. Yeah, uh, they don't really know the allegations were made on May 16th. I'm sure we'll be talking about this again, but I just wanted to bring it up. Uh, that it's about yeah, time former that we Montbello have head uh, coach Wayne McDonald has been mm-hmm. fired from his. Very plush job. Who else else is excited a little bit of uh, City Hall controversy? There hasn't been enough lately. There hasn't been anything. We'd like something. And this doesn't even seem that big, except we're gonna we're gonna grasp onto it because we're like we need something. We need some. We need some. We need some dirt. Dig my fingers into this. It's gonna come out that he he probably did nothing wrong. Yes, he got fired because he 
didn't pay his taxes. We're going to be disappointed. Yeah. We're going to be totally disappointed. I think the problem with this uh, with this mayor is that we started with such a big controversy. Where yes. do you go from there? Yeah. You know, it's yeah, really, exactly. it's just... When you start off being mayor with as Scotty May- Ewing... As Mayor Hancock. Chasing you around as Mayor <laughs> Hancock. Yeah. Then, it, yeah, you're... Well, you you're could get in a hot tub naked with a writer from Outside Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to let this go. I like that. Uh, okay. And a Stapleton uh, Neighborhood Association is trying to ban sidewalk chalk in Stapleton. They say it is. It Thank can't, God. Really? Well, all right. Good. We have somebody on that side. Yes. They want to ban it. Uh, they say it's distracting and offensive. <laughs> Is it like swastikas or what yeah. is, I mean, who's putting, what, what's the it's artwork? A, it, no, detail. we're talking a three-year-old practicing her name and drawing hopscotch squares. That, and they that don't is want offensive, Ron. Are you really offended by it or are you just kidding? <laughs> okay. Well, no, it can be dangerous. It can be dangerous. I mean, if I see a hopscotch, a hopscotch, hopscotch, yeah, the long lost, the prehistoric a brother of hopscotch, <laughs> the hopscotch. If I see hopscotch uh, squares down the sidewalk, I mean, you are kind of morally obligated compelled. to hopscotch. You're compelled down, to do it. And that can be a physical risk. <laughs> yeah, it is you definitely can, distracting. You can you can tear your ACL that way. Doesn't this uh, qualify in the category of colossal wastes of time, I think? Absolute colossal waste of time. And they it's don't actually have much been else to do in Stapleton. True. They have, they have, to, they have it, to go for things I, like that. Are they going to give five-year-olds tickets? And <laughs> they're going to they're gonna hang no, out. They're, they're going to take some chalk and draw like this little like child jail. <laughs> stand right in there. The jail. Sit in the jail. A no, chalk time out. Can, all right, we, uh, fellas, we need, we got to stop because Vanessa, you're the only childless one here. So, oh, wow. by, please represent you. When you first said it, you're thank God. So, by all means, <laughs> <Yeah>. represent. <laughs> what is wrong with my child having chalk, Vanessa? Um, I I think really the the offensive part is that you know there's children lingering around on the sidewalks outside loitering. unattended, uh, <laughs> loitering little. Oh. You know. Oh really? That's a, that's 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 that can be very distracting. So you think if people. I give my child chalk, he immediately becomes this kind of like vagabond child. <laughs> he totally himself. is. Have you not heard Snot of this? Not urine covered. You know, I, random sound effect. Like, I really th- what, how I feel about this is you can uh, pry the chalk from my child's cold dead hand. Is how I feel. Yeah, about right. It. I. <laughs> I mean, I have to. I have to admit, you know, I live in a condo complex, and my daughters definitely go out and about in the complex, and they're, you know, they're drawing with the chalk. And I, I try and make sure they do not draw chalk uh, drawings in front of other neighbors' houses. Why? Uh, directly in it's front chalk. of chalk. <laughs> I know. I, it it's, goes it's away res- with rain. It's a respect thing. It's just I a can respect dig that. thing. Yeah, I so, can dig that. But in the commons area, the like, there's a common patio area really close to the pool completely covered in in my my daughter's drawings and and i have no problem with that and i don't think it's offending anyone i don't think it's a problem i have to tell you i, I was kidding and really uh uh i, I, oh, even though I, I know i'm disappointed well i was just hoping <laughs> that somebody would uh you know i was i was waiting for somebody to offend i'm glad what, you did, what you is the general side. idea like what is the what is the complaint that it's just like ugly it's it's uh i mean it it's, leads to graffiti a lot of those oh, it leads to graffiti. there you go at least it, it's it's a it's a gateway to graffiti <laughs> yeah, as well what it is uh, it's a gate okay a, gate, a gateway to graffiti it, it is something that is unattractive it it which it in that case i would the say feng shui of, of the neighborhood i guess i really don't know, I don't know. um but all yeah. i know is 
the sidewalk chalk is like the gateway drug for my child to become some like famous like graffiti artist. By all means, start start tagging up the neighborhood because Lord I, knows Daddy's not going to be providing for him. <laughs> no. I agree. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, um, let's talk uh, just a little bit about the Rockies if, because we Ooh. we never talk sports. I wonder why. Good thing I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa. Our sports man. But we, we have Vanessa here, so we're going <laughs> to yeah. talk sports. Now, we've, we've got John. We have this rare opportunity where we have someone who knows sports in Denver. Come on. So we're going to mooch that okay. off of you sure. as much as we possibly can. So what the, f- what the fuck is going on with the Rockies? What is, what is this? I don't understand. I heard stories early in the season because I tried. I sort of pay attention. Um I heard these stories in in spring training that they were they looked phenomenal that this was the best team the Rockies have seen in years that they looked fantastic and then now they can't win a game. I think they always say that to some extent, but I think you're right. They they did look good. The, the Rockies benefit from having a, a very nice ballpark and and a climate that people enjoy going out and sitting there because they keep filling the seats because it's a it's a nice thing for people to go and do. Sure. If they didn't have that, uh, then I think they'd be in a lot of trouble. So uh, you're gonna you're gonna see that drop off as they continue to drop off. Um, it, you know, the the general thing is that they are just poorly managed. The 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 owners, which I they're, they're the Mon, the Monforts, but I've dubbed them the Monfarts. The Monfarts, um, <laughs> yes. They, uh, they they do smell. They do. They do. And they 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 don't know what they're doing. They hire people who don't know what they're doing. And when those people get in control of the team. It all kind of goes to hell. So that's really what, what kind of happened. We just realized, I think everyone realized, okay, these guys don't know what they're doing. They had a window where we thought, okay, they might have something here. But that closed, there's nothing going on. So that so you're saying when when they actually made it to the World Series, that was a fluke? That was, yes. And that was a fluke of what? The players just being able to overrun the management and be able to take care of themselves? You know, that was, that was interesting because those guys, the Monfarts, they got beat up really bad like up till that point. And then all of a sudden, they went on this crazy run and made the World Series. So everyone had to kind of shut up. Right. But it was a fluke because that was just a, a combination of them getting really hot at one time. They had a pretty good team, uh, mm-hmm. and they just got hot and they played very well for a long stretch and ultimately they fell flat but they got lucky and if anybody says any different then they're wrong and it's it's now we've seen the it pretty much go bankrupt so so what you're saying is in in the world of professional baseball these days uh that you have to the management matters almost more than the individual players themselves are you talking about how they set up the lineup what i mean it's really Treat me like I'm four years old and explain <laughs> baseball to me, Dad, because well, I don't get it. Everyone's familiar with Moneyball, correct? Sure, yeah. I just saw the movie recently. Did I, you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I read the book. I saw the movie. Um, you know, allegedly, the one of the owners had no idea what it was about. Now, you could just throw out Moneyball, and people kind of understand. Like, okay, it's statistics. It's uh, getting players a good value, things like that. Allegedly, he had no idea what that was about, and they were – People were shocked. Like, how could you not know what that was about? Even the concept. Maybe you don't agree with it, but not even know the concept. It comes down to it comes down to with them. Really, it's pitching. They've got some very good offensive players. They've got very good players in the field. That for some reason, they just can't put it together. So on that end, it's coaching. For the pitching, it's people. It's it's selecting these guys. They made all okay. these deals yeah. and they found all these pitches they thought were going to work out. Hasn't worked out. So that to me makes it seem like it's a it's a decision to hire. 
to hire the the wrong they hired the wrong people and they got the wrong players in that role. But then you say that you know the Monfarts really haven't grasped. <laughs> thank you, thank you, uh, no thank problem. you for helping. Me haven't with that. really grasped the whole Moneyball kind of concept. But then when you look at someone like Dan O'Dowd, who's kind of part of that kind of crew, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, he's tied to all these young young gun kind of stats. That guy's himself, and he's been around there for what? How many years now? Like ten? He's been with the Rockies at least that, yeah. And uh, you know, so I think they don't, they don't even know who they have like running their team. You know, I think the, they mean the Monfarts. Yes, the yeah. Monfarts. I don't. I don't think they do. And that's that's the thing. Everyone wants everyone to be fired, which I agree. Somebody should be fired at this point. They, they have to. But if they fire O'Dowd, then those guys are so clueless that they won't get someone worse. They won't know who to hire. So you don't blame O'Dowd for that. I do because he he made a lot of decisions that just didn't pan out, and he made a lot of things that made everybody kind of realize that he might not know what he's doing. <laughs> he doesn't have the greatest track record as a GM. Uh, when they when they made that World Series run, everyone kind of gave him a pass, but that's been five years. Yeah, and after yeah, five years, you can't. Now you go well. You've had five years. It's uh, it's it's time to change something. Okay. One thing I want to talk about this whole Rocky thing. I mean. Every time you see any Nick National like write up about the Rockies, someone's always going to bring up the special, the special kind of quirks. Of you mean Coors like, Field. like the, you know, the, yeah, talking about it's, you know, it's, it's easier to hit home runs you know, than that. Field, and it's that just a weird, stuff. you know, weird voodoo going on. I, so I want to talk about that. <laughs> like, like what the hell they they talk about like, in terms of it's just a it's just a tough field to play. Well, you know, the altitude obviously play it comes into play and. They will. This is the problem with the management is they will blame the altitude all the time. But the other, <laughs> the other, the other. Pictures, That's what we do with the podcast too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I say things like hopsquatch. <laughs> the altitude. It's the altitude. Altitude sickness. You have to. You have to realize that other guy. Other people come here. Sea uh, level teams come play here. Yeah. And they don't seem to have a problem. They usually beat up on the Rockies. So that excuse doesn't really fly. Certainly the ball flies, and and you have to account for that. That's what the humidor was supposed to be all about. Oh yeah, you know. So I've been in the humidor. I got I got to look in there. I took a picture of like? myself in there. It's uh, it's a little room with some racks with some balls in it. Any That's cigars? It. No, I was I was. Surprised. I can't believe there's no cigars in the humidor. You should have a few in the well, side. Well, they have nothing to celebrate. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, why would they put them in there? You know. I mean, the champagne. There's no champagne in here either. So, uh, you know, I think there's that. There, they they say that that uh, you know the the Coors Field's uh, very easy to hit hit out of, but then. The offensive players should be able to hit just as many home runs, and they do. But uh, you know, they they got to find somebody that can help these guys out, that can actually coach them. And the guy who's there, who's the pitching coach, is awful. And that's if someone needs to be fired, it's really that guy. I mean, when you're that incompetent, somebody's got to go. And I I hate having to say, oh, somebody should be fired because obviously it's their livelihood. But when you know, in any business situation, if something is this bad, somebody's got to go. Okay. All right. Well, fine. Uh, I see. I I'm always convinced that baseball is not a real sport. If you can be <laughs> overweight and chew tobacco while you play your sport, it's not a real sport, and that it's it's really just a matter of luck. But that's that's my very biased know, take a, of baseball. Of course, I'm, I'm biased. Yeah, against baseball. yeah. You could be biased against baseball. I mean, because like, for me, a sport is how much <clears> fun do you have watching it. Uh, see, and I, I fucking hate watching baseball. I, I hate watching <laughs> you're not baseball. alone. You're not oh, alone. Oh yes. No, actually, I love. So, you know what? I'll so, lie. So you're like saying you were you're saying communist? That, like yeah. you? No. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> no, uh, like I, like you were saying before about Coors Field being a beautiful place. I love going to Coors Field. I love going to a game when it's live. I he's I, the problem. Yes. Right there. I'm, exa- I like, I'm with him. I like, being, I, like, I like drinking beer in the rock pile and not paying attention to the game at all. 
totally. Uh, that's that's the truth. I really don't. <laughs> I don't care that much about it. Uh, because it's so long. I mean, it's America's pastime because it takes fucking forever. It's the longest it really game. Does. It's too long. I, I, you know, the English have changed uh, cricket to make it shorter. Ooh. I think the United States needs to do the same thing. Well, for the cricket baseball. was like fourteen hours long, like regularly. Oh, day, no, days, days, days. days. Yeah. Yeah. for days. It's super crazy cricket game. is awful. I, I, I'm sorry, it is awful. <laughs> that is awful. I understand it might be fun to play, but I, I can't. I couldn't watch that. That's, that's horrendous. Uh, I'm just shocked that you said the rock pile. I thought you were a club level guy like me. Remember? Well, yeah, right. That's yeah. where we had well, this thing. No, see, I love the. We do love the club level, yes, we and, do. and we'll talk about this some more when we get come back. We'll talk about okay. Colin and uh, South stands. So, yeah, let's move on. We're going to take a little break here. If you ever want to share a news story with us, uh, ran about something we said, or shower us with gifts of ruby necklaces and radioactive spiders. Please leave us a comment on denverdiatribe.com, like us on Facebook, or drop us a line at 720-282-YELL. This week's episode is brought to you by Free Speech TV and its internet radio project, nfnradio.com. And if you're a comedian, filmmaker, or just an aspiring star on YouTube, please remember... June 25th is the deadline for the Laugh Track Comedy Festival submissions. You can learn more about submission process and the festival at LaughTrackComedyFest.com. We're going to take a little break here uh, with a track entitled Grassy Grave. Uh, I thought that was appropriate for the Rockies. By Anthony Ruptak off his brand spanking new EP, C'est La Vie. And uh, when we get get back, we'll talk some more with John. And uh, I'll tell you listeners how you can win tickets to see Anthony Ruptak at the... Walnut Room on July 10th. We'll be right back. Yes, I am following blindly the song of my father.
I saw the whites of my bones glistening in the tiny room. I saw for the first time the dangers which eagerly crept. They stuck me with needles so long I could feel their hands trembling. I sat in wonder as my brother and my mother wept. to the Denver Diatribe. Uh, we are here with John Reedy, and I've got Joel and Vanessa in the studio with me. Uh, again, that was uh, Grassy Grave by Anthony Ruptak off his, his EP, Say La Vie, that just came out yesterday. Uh, and uh, so you'll know uh, if you want to win uh, two tickets uh, to see Anthony Ruptak at the Walnut Room on July 10th, all you have to do is be an email subscriber to this podcast. It's just that easy. Go to denverdiatribe.com, subscribe by email. There are probably 40 links on there explaining how to do it. So I'm, I trust you will be able to make this happen. Subscribe, and we'll pick uh, one of our email subscribers and give them some tickets. Uh, get you on the guest list for that show, July 10th at the Walnut Room. All right. John. Yes. Let's get... I'm going to try really hard to not geek out too much on podcast talk. Okay. Because that, that's what I really want to do is talk podcast talk with you. Because for folks that don't know, John. Because we have like 70% of Denver's podcast industry sitting here yeah, we in have, the room right now. There's if, not that many other people who this, are interested in podcasts. If this building blew up right now, yeah. we, would be in a, there, we would have a huge void podcast, podcast apocalypse. <laughs> podcast apocalypse. Podcast apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's true. I mean, you, you have been. 
uh, South Stands Denver Fancast has sort of been thrust into the role of our our frenemy podcast, mm. our competition. Um, we we overlap in terms of talking about the city and talking about news in town, uh, but in general, I mean, we we don't overlap. We we complement each other very well, I think. And uh, but because Westward has Web Awards now, we we have to compete with you. I know it's uh, horrible, isn't it? And and then we have to lose to you uh, one year <laughs> and win the other year. We'll see what happens this year. But uh, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about how are things going at South Stands Denver. You guys are you're growing. You're getting bigger. You you left the AV Club and you now blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're blogging for South Stands Denver in addition to the podcasting. Yeah, dodge that bullet because then they shut down shortly. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was good timing on your part. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did that for uh, uh, many years and it was great. It was a really good opportunity. It made me a far better writer than I than I started. So that was that was very grateful for that opportunity. Uh, yeah, I just thought you know I can. It's a little easier. I can write about whatever I want on you know our site. You know, and I kind of had to kind of custom tailor some things before so i just thought you know better to throw my kind of uh, my support behind this and and help it grow a little bit because colin does a lot of it and he he does a, a lot of blogging on that so i have to try to try to compliment him yeah um I, i'm just gonna ask what uh what kind of medication is is Colin <laughs> Daniels on? Because I'm really concerned about this guy. It, it, does he actually sleep? Does he? Because I'm I you know I spend a lot of time on Twitter for diatribe and for myself, and he he is eternally there, constantly <laughs> tweeting, and somehow simultaneously putting out I don't know five six blog posts a day. It, the guy is unbelievable. I believe his medication is Coors Light. And I don't know how he does it. Twitter was a natural thing for him. He really took to it and and took that over and did really well with it. And he's he's kind of cut out for that that type of um, that type of communication and sometimes short burst chats. Yeah, sometimes he says a few things that I'm like, hey, you know, that might be a little. Over the I, I, I hear I hear your wife uh, requested that uh, he put his name on the South Stands. Uh, he, he's Twitter gotten me in trouble avatar. a couple times, and part of that was that there was no name on it. So her her argument was, people are going to think that's you saying that horribly <laughs> sexist thing. And I, I said that's a good point. I, I think he can do it. So he did that to kind of, and then now everyone knows. Well, that's him saying it. So he has his own voice, yes. and I have my own thing too. So, yeah, we had to, we had to, you know, uh, have a talk about that. And uh, you know, I said I don't care what <laughs> you say. I, I said I don't care what you say. You say right. whatever you want. And if you know something is is too much for me, which is pretty hard, I, I'll I'll tell you about it. But uh, for for her sake, he he changed it, put his name on it, just so everyone knew. And wasn't her husband saying these things? How's how's his current defense of Adam Carolla going? Because Adam Carolla, as folks, uh, has gotten himself in a bit of hot water. Yeah, uh, with that's the press. A, yeah, that's a bad side of the coin to attach yourself to. I have to say, I hear you, and I and I I had to do this with my wife the other day because she said I I saw the stuff about Adam Carolla. I said, did you read the whole quote? And of course, she said no. So I had to. Then give her a 15-minute speech about what he said and how he said it. Now, I, we, we're big fans. We listen to him all the time. He's a, he's a, he's a big inspiration for kind of doing your own thing for us. Oh, right. And uh, so he's, he's still sticking to it. I've just kind of let it go because I think, you know, if you're, if you're really offended by that, then you obviously – yeah, you probably haven't listened to him too much. And you're being offended by Adam Carolla. So come on. Yeah, you, right. you, you should be You're being be offended. offended by a comedian. Yes. Uh, yeah. And Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Well uh, – and now tell us tell us a little bit about this new project, the Pop Autopsy. Well, Let's- you know, we did a thing a long time ago. This is back in like 2000. Now, I, okay. I know some of you kids aren't old enough to remember the internet back then, but <clears throat> there wasn't podcasts. 
So there was a thing called no. Internet Radio. Yes. And uh, our was current- it on Alta Vista? <laughs> yeah, <it was> like, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, our current producer had his own uh, Internet Radio station. It's Scott Stafford. Yeah, Scott Stafford yeah. had Alpha Radio, and he had a bunch of different stations, and he had a bunch of different people in town doing shows on it. Uh, and we did a talk show, and we called it Pop Autopsy. And it was just kind of a pop culture, politics thing. And it was right around the time that the 2000 election was going on. So there was plenty to talk about. Oh, yeah. And uh, we did that then. It was really cool. And and I just – I kind of come from that anyway. I, sports is kind of something that allowed me to keep writing and, and you know – catch a little money now and then so sports was like something i was interested in but i definitely come from that more pop culture angle and so that's something i like to talk about I like to talk about movies and commercials and music so it's just a little offshoot and i'm doing it from my garage and via skype so it doesn't sound as rich and lovely as this probably sounds so it's just a it's just another thing to kind of you know, use the south stands to kind of increase content and, and do some more fun you, stuff or do you have guests or? i have some guests i have uh i have uh just you know, whoever wants to call in, and I have two buddies right now. One guy calls in about music, and we just we were uh, we did the, we did the one last night, and I just had a couple tracks that we listened to real quickly, and then another uh, another guy that does all our web stuff. He talked about TV, so just about it was about thirty six minutes. It wasn't anything big, but uh, yeah, we can. It's it doesn't sound great because Skype, as you guys probably have used it, when you record it, it's a little it's a little gimpy. It's a it's a little. I, iffy. I don't think it sounds terrible. I started listening to it this morning, actually. The the one I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow, I'm impressed. It's, um, it's not bad, but I recorded part of it on my board, and then the stuff where I had people call in, it switches a little bit. But mm. but you know what? It's just fun. I, I, I really love talking about commercials. I think commercials are so fascinating to me and like kind of what the subtext is and what they're trying to sell you. And I've always I've always tried to write about commercials, so just something I'm, I kind of like to do. And if we can you know get more eyes on our, on our website with that, that's, that's kind of the goal. What, what's your favorite commercial? Right now, you mean like currently? Current, current commercial. Oh man, yeah, that's that's out. Th- the one that's really stood out to you in, in the last couple of months. Wow. Well, there's there's a lot. You know what was interesting was. Do you remember the one? I can't remember if it was like T-Mobile or one of those cell phone companies, and had the the mother and daughter, and she was going off to college, and they were crying. Yes. And they had to subtitle them. And men were, like, so upset by this because it was crying women, and they just were like – I saw people going, I can't take this commercial. And it was kind of like, oh, yeah, men can't man can't handle you know uh, women crying or something like that. Right, right, right. But what was interesting was <laughs> is this went on for a couple of weeks, and there was a lot of complaining. And then pretty soon they changed the commercial. And to a dad, to a they, father and they, a son. Well, they changed it, but the actual uh, – the, the, the mom and daughter changed too. They used an alternate version, and there wasn't quite as much uh, as like crying. Blubbery. Yeah, it wasn't as blubbery. Which is and crazy. Thought, yeah, like the other shit they show on commercials, they show like, you know, naked bikini babes, like spewing blood. It's like, come on. It's compared Wait, to what commercial shit. is this? Um, <laughs> okay, maybe, 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 I'm, uh, maybe I'm, uh, I'm uh, exaggerating a bit with the naked bikini babes spewing blood. But I mean, just compared to all the other shit they True. show, it's like it's like is that? Does, I mean, I was like, I was like, eh, it's a little grating, but like, there's far more obnoxious commercials. So yeah. I, I was I was amazed that they actually changed it. What I thought was based on public opinion, people because people were complaining about right, it, right, and they right. altered it. And it was obvious they altered it, but then they went to the the father and son. They which, switched to the father and son, where it's uh, <laughs> more grunting, yeah, and so but with subtitles. That's very interesting. Okay, yeah, my my personal favorite lately is uh, has was Dollar Shave Club. I don't know if you saw this. It, it was an internet uh, commercial. It, uh, it was online, yeah. and uh, it's this monthly membership to uh, where they send you razor blades. And the commercial was just great. It was done in the style of the the Old Spice commercials, the way they've been going, and they produced this thing for like 
un- oh, a little over a thousand bucks, and so this is completely absurd. There's like there's like a leaf blower, some dude in like a bear suit. <laughs> yes, there's, yes, yeah, yeah, it's exactly. It's it's a very fun commercial, and and it really worked for the company. Yeah, yeah, they, they blew up. Yeah. And, I'm a subscriber now. I get my razor blades from... How are those razor blades? Are they good? They are like uh, the knockoff version of the old Gillette sensor. So they're not great? So they're fine for me. But the commercials are great. Uh, The commercials are great. And then they have like more expensive ones that are much nicer uh, that that you can get. And they accidentally sent me the wrong ones. So I've seen the other ones and they're much better. So... um, uh, Yeah, I wanted to talk a a little bit about pop culture, but let's... To make it in the context of a uh, in the context of Denver, let's talk about summer movies. So, I remember watching movies in the summer as a kid, and it was the summer blockbuster, and you went to the theater. Well, movie theaters have sort of become I don't unacceptable. It's not okay to go to a movie theater anymore. So now we have to put the movies outside or, <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'm trying to figure out what is this phenomena of the outdoor movie, fe- movie festival all about? Everything's better outside, Ron. Oh, okay. All right. Is that, is that baseball? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. The light projected onto a screen <laughs> is better outside. Maybe it's yeah. the return to the driveway. To the, to the drive, the drive in. in, the drive in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the yeah I agree. Yeah. It's the drive in minus the cars. <laughs> Uh, you know, which is awesome. Which is cool. I don't like eating outside, let alone going to watch a movie outside. So no, no, no. I, I just that doesn't that doesn't appeal to me at all. Uh, I I don't even go to the movie theater because I can't stand to hear people breathing when I'm trying to watch a movie. <laughs> I, I, I was on a I was on a cruise ship. I went on a vacation a couple months ago. But you'll go on a cruise ship. I went. Yeah, I, I was trapped. I know. I was like trapped. I couldn't leave. Uh, but there's like two movie theaters on the cruise ship, and I, I saw like the Avengers, which was okay. excellent. It was a good. I really enjoyed it. There was somebody just crinkling plastic the whole time behind me, and like I was like I was like, do they not know that everybody can hear it exactly? That's exactly what it sounded like. It was louder though, and and I was like, I was like, that is so annoying. It was so distracting to me, and I just was like, and I thought, at what point do I say something? What point? And I just couldn't take it. Uh, they eventually stopped, but. Yeah, it just it just ruins it for me. I, I just became such a you know uh, sit at home and watch something you know on on DVD type thing. Yeah, I do. I do think uh, people have become so accustomed, and the technology has become nice enough that you can have a really nice movie experience in your own home. That people don't necessarily want to leave their homes anymore. And the only thing that's really going to get them back out to go and do this stuff is is where it's weird. Uh, so putting it outside in this big inflatable balloon. I also think it's that uh, some of the industries, the outdoor movie, those inflatable project screens, have you, you seen these? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They look like a jumping castle oh, with a big yeah. white wall on the side. Yeah. And they the industry of that has actually sparked up here in Denver, where Denver has a couple of these businesses. So I think they're part of the reason why uh, it's happening so much is because these companies are going out. They're offering it to, say, uh, Red Rocks or Infinity Park in Glendale uh, is doing them. They offer it for free in exchange for they get publicity for this. I mean, I went to uh, Sandoval Elementary uh, to go to this uh, little fundraiser for uh, Joel's uh, – Joel has left us, by the way. Joel's uh, <laughs> son uh, goes to Sandoval Elementary, and they had one of these things there, huge movie thing set up. It's like 700 bucks to rent this thing. 
unbelievable. So there's profit involved in it, but then they give away the movies for free. I like it. Uh, I my first experience with watching movies outside was drive-in movie theaters, and then after that, uh, the Boulder Outdoor Cinema, which has been around forever. We had our guest last week, Brad Evans. Uh, that's where I first met him. He was playing Pee Wee Herman. He was the MC for the night that they played Pee Wee's Big Adventure. But I think it's also uh, that the movies that they choose are, you know, cultural events unto themselves. People really love these movies that they choose for these summer outdoor film festivals. I hate sitting on the ground, too. Did I mention that? <laughs> I hate that. If I could have like a little this chair. Is, this yeah, is you why, have to take a chair. This is why club level is better. So, uh, True. Well, 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 you, you know what? Want? Clarifying for Colin, since when he listens to this later, I like club level especially at... The Nuggets games. I like club level at the Pepsi Center. That's what I really enjoy. I enjoy the rock pile at the at the Rockies game because it gets me further away, so I can't see the see the game as well. I got you. (laughs) So you don't have to participate in what's going on on the court. Exactly. That what it is. Yeah. Exactly. Now you don't have to sit on the ground though. Okay. Good. Good. You can you can bring your own lawn chair and and plop it up and. Yeah, I just can't sit for too long. I have a you know we were talking about skateboarding uh, before we came in, and I've got many injuries from skateboarding. uh, I had a sledding accident when I was a kid, and I, I hit my my butt on a on a train track really hard, and I haven't been able to sit the same since. So sitting outside and watching, you know, Madagascar uh, on the grass just doesn't <laughs> just doesn't doesn't appeal to me at all. So yeah, like, everyone I, feel free to do it, please. I think the 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 issue for me too, it's like it's it's this kind of phenomenon. At first, my my first experience beyond the drive-in, I grew up. Uh, uh, on, in the county uh, on the Mesa of Pueblo with the drive-in right down the street from me that's actually still there, one of the last left probably in the country. Yes. Um, and uh, then it was the bike-in cinema at New Belgium, which started about eight years ago, maybe mm-hmm. nine now, Yes. Uh, where you ride your bike down. It's, it's really more of, of a social thing than really watching the movies. But if there's... I mean, I'm not going to go and watch a movie that... I'm not going to go watch Jurassic Park. <laughs> Sure. I mean, really, no. I'm, I'm not going to sit for anything like that either. Though, I, And, you know, when we look at the lineups, like Film on the Rocks is the only one that I think actually does a really phenomenal job of putting together a lineup. And they've made it even more interesting by bringing the bands in, the comedians, adding those other elements of entertainment to it. Uh-huh. And right. if you want to, you can stand up at Film on the Rocks. Yeah, you can. And I, you and I, stand the and whole I think time. if you're if you're going to really soak in a heavy dialogue movie, it's just not going to happen, right? It's just not the it's not the movie to see where you have to really pay attention. It's kind of more of a social thing that you can watch it, uh, you know, talk to people and uh, and move around a little bit. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Okay. So getting to the lineups, there was a bit of a controversy early in early in the year. People got very upset because the Big Lebowski is not on any of the lineups. <sighs> this year and big lebowski going to see the big lebowski has become this thing that's almost on par with rocky horror picture show people show up in bowling shirts and in robes and they are dressed for this movie they are prepared for it in costume of the characters and they didn't get it this year and people were pretty upset and uh that was specifically with film on the rocks but they film on the rocks did choose to do the notebook (laughs) right that's so lame what why i mean is that are, are they just throwing that out there? That's actually this coming Monday, uh, Monday That's June twenty fifth. Huge! You think it's going to be oh, huge? Oh yeah, people people go dates. So. It's the date. It's the yeah. date night. It's the date film on the rocks. This is so you're <laughs> saying the Notebook by Film on the Rocks having the Notebook. That's the the bone being thrown to the cheap guy. 
Well, or the cheap girl that's taking somebody out on a date. My favorite movie, by the way, so watch what you say. Oh, okay. it is? <laughs> no, okay. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, of course it is. It's it's a it's a uh, it's a way to get uh, it's a way to get people to go because they say, "Hey, you got take your guy and girl go up to Red Rocks. We're very romantic. Watch the Notebook. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll pack that place for that for sure." Yeah, I was a little bit skeptical about Bridesmaids too because it's so recent and it just had such a. God, hasn't everybody seen this already? But right. the truth is, no, not everybody has seen it. And um, they, if they go and watch it in this environment, they'll probably love it a lot, just like everybody else did. And sure. they, and Landlines is playing. They're a great group. Um, the two cello ladies from Mats and Jones. It's their new. Uh, it's their new local band. And um, I, I don't know. I think, I think there's a lot here. Uh, they, they do a good job of appealing to a lot of different audiences with the lineup. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm despite very, Lebowski being out. Lebowski being out, that's fine. I am very very nervous about this Blindside. The Blindside being played at Civic Center Park just sounds like trouble. It sounds like Is that the Sandra Bullock movie? That's the Sandra Bullock movie where she 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 uh, she adopts Michael Orr, who is yes. a Ravens yeah. offensive yes, tackle. Exactly yeah. right. That's what it's about. It's it's. Uh, I think I I cried for most of that movie. Yeah, that's kind of like one you want to see at home, and that's <laughs> one you want to be alone for. Yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, well, and you definitely don't want to be in a place like Civic Center Park for it. I can think of other better places where they could play that. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a bit that's a bit strange. I, I don't know <laughs> if that's exactly the right fare for that venue. I am I am very excited for the Goonies uh, playing at Infinity Park. That that's going to be a good time. Also, that's another standby. It's Goonies a great it's very... a great standby. It's one of those movies that you know you like, but you haven't seen in so long that it's worth seeing again. Unless you saw it last year at Film on the Rocks. Unless you saw it last year at Film on the Rocks, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, and uh, and then uh, the Royal Tenenbaums, a movie I love, but I don't think it's right for this sort of where's that playing? venue. That that's going to be playing at Boulder Outdoor. They Cinema. ought to play that at Civic Center Park and see see the people just flee as it starts, just <laughs> run out of there. <laughs> No, that's one of my favorite movies. I it love is. That it's, movie. I love that movie, and I think it's completely wrong for playing outside. I probably, just, yeah. I don't think it's right. Jurassic Park, I'm <laughs> sure, although Vanessa would not go, is probably just fine. And then The Fifth Element. I I, I love that movie. I, I'm a big fan of The Fifth Element, and I think it should be played more often. So that's I'm, a Civic Center Park movie, I think, for sure. That's that's also a Boulder Outdoor Cinema, but I think it would work just fine in Civic Center Park. What do you I think agree. about Pulp Fiction? That's on. That's that pops up on. It, it's been played at the. It's it's playing at Boulder this year. I think somewhere else too, isn't it? On two of the lineups. I think, the, I think the dungeon rape scene might be a little much. Yeah, for, uh, I'm wondering yeah. how that might bring out the game. On that yeah, yeah, Zed's dead, baby. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you you have to wonder about that. Like, at what volume? Uh, do you do you cut it off? You're like, okay, this is this is gonna <laughs> not go o- over well. I mean, yeah. And then there's some other movies I actually haven't heard of. Kicking and screaming. What's that? Uh, does anybody, what's kicking, kicking and screaming? That's Will Ferrell's uh, kids' movies about soccer. Oh. Yeah, so there's another kicking and screaming though that was done by um, the guy that wrote, co-wrote a movie with Wes Anderson, like co-wrote the. Um, uh, the 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 boat one with Bill Murray, okay. Uh, yeah. Noah Zissou, Z- yeah. Zissou, yeah. He has a kicking and screaming movie too. I think there's two of them, so we got to find out which one it is. Okay, all right. And then and then another one called Awesome. I fucking shot that, which I don't know what that is. But Beastie I'm Boys out. documentary Awesomeness. Ah. That's the last oh, one. Oh, perfect. Yep. Great. Okay. And then yeah. And then everybody, you know, you must go see American Flyers. It is it is possibly one of the best films filmed here in Colorado. Uh, and you get to see. Uh, 
you get to see one of the best mustaches ever. Best <laughs> mustache ever. Is it Ron Zapolos? No, it is not are, Ron yeah, was there, Are you talking about Ron, or about, uh, Ron Burgundy? No. Oh, Ron Burgundy, too. <laughs> Touche. All right. I like that one, too. All right. We got we to gotta move on. We got to wrap this up. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's go to love and hate. Vanessa, can I start with you? Yes. I'm going to hate on the Colorado Republican legislators who have uh, taken Metro State to task for their um, passage of, uh, of re- reduction in tuition for uh, students who are, are undocumented, who have... Uh, met other requirements that show and prove that they are indeed good students, deserve to go to college, don't deserve to pay the amount that we charge out of state. Um, bad stuff, guys. Bad stuff. Hating on you. Good. Mm-hmm. They deserve mm-hmm. it. Yep. Uh, John, do you have anything? Joel Joel has no love or hate because he left and he gets nothing. He loves us. me, though. I'll speak for him right there. <laughs> there you go. And my hate, uh, I, I want to I kind of go uh, city, too. I hate... Denver parking enforcement they are fascists they they have a they they are they are the worst and I think if anybody did any investigative reporting on them you would find them more corrupt than Dick Cheney and uh, Halliburton combined they've they've got some serious issues when uh, when uh, uh, Hickenlooper promised uh, you know the meter thing and then he said oh meters will be free on this day well guess what he did he hired more people to go out and write tickets I've always had a problem with these guys they're terrible uh, and uh, and I and I, I want to see somebody bring them down but but they also involve my <laughs> they also involve my love so okay all right my love is do you want your do you want my love bring I want your love bring, <laughs> give me the love give me uh, some love my love is is that you can uh, if you use those parking smart cards you can get a readout so if they write you a, uh, a ticket that is kind of bullshit you can prove to them oh they wrote me a ticket after the time that I pu- I punched my meter so you can get them on their on their uh, corruptness uh, I love that interesting oh, yeah. I did not know All that right. that's cool okay so, uh, I'm uh, Julian. You, you got a love and hate for us this week. Love to TS boards on South uh, Boulevard. Yeah, right. South Broadway. South Broadway. South Broadway. South Broadway. By by way of by way of Oren, uh, one of the other hosts here on NFN. TS uh, TS boards. That's TS where I got my new trucks. my the, new trucks. The new trucks. Doesn't that stand for Thrifty Stick? TS. Yes. Yes. Thrifty Stick. All right. Cool. And I'm I'm gonna hate on. Uh, these normally I love sporting. I love athletic events. Uh, like <laughs> unless a, it's baseball. A, unless it's baseball. Uh, but I'm gonna hate on the skirt chaser 5K. What sort of sexist heteronormative bullshit is this? This is a a 5K run where the ladies all wear skirts. They go running, and then three minutes later, guys chase after them. Do the guys have full erections? Is that how bad it gets? What is the point? They chase after them to do what? To catch them. Ooh. But catch them, I mean, how? I is don't like know. Tag? And hit them over the head with a club and drag them by their hair? <laughs> this, I have no idea. This, this, has, is a, this has strange, aggressive uh, uh, overtones, I think. It has serious, strange, aggressive overtones, and it's started by a woman. I mean, yeah, the, I thought that's what I thought. She she started it. She's into it. She's she runs uh, skirt sports. I love her. I think she's got great, but she's got the wrong idea. She's about looking this. for a boyfriend. <laughs> well, that they they market this race as a way to meet a guy. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you? That, okay. I'm not surprised anymore. You know, I, I'm okay with the zombie one where you run and the, and the people play zombies and, and a zombie chases you. you. That's cool. Sure. But when a dude is chasing you with a big boner, 
Not okay. Yeah, that's not that's not cool. All right. Well, that's about all the love and hate we have for this week. Uh, if you'd like to share a little love of your own uh, or hate, uh, please leave us a brief message at 720-282-YELL. That's 720-282-9355. Our theme music is by the band Houses, and our web hosting is provided by BlueChannel.com. We broadcast live every Friday morning at 9 a.m. on NFNRadio.com, and you can always listen to episodes on demand by subscribing to our podcast. Uh, big thanks to John Reedy for coming on the show. Make sure you check out uh, South Stands Denver Fancast and Pop Autopsy on SouthStandsDenver.com. And uh, for more information about us, check out our website, DenverDiatribe.com, or search for Denver, Di- Denver Diatribe on Twitter or Facebook. I'm Ron Doyle. On behalf of Joel, Vanessa, John, and Julian, uh, thanks for listening. Today.